Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. Welcome back to The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102. Now, we do often have little soap spots here on the show. Over the last, I suppose, year we've had... um We've had Emmerdale, Home and Away, Hollyoaks, and of course, Fair City, because we have to proud of our own show and delighted that it is uh, back and in full swing. One of the stars of the show, I'm being told, it is first ever radio interview, so I have to be very, very nice to him. Mr. Ben Condren, who plays Dara. How are you? Good morning, how are you? I'm good, I am good. So this is your first time. Let me start with the nice questions, then go into the hard ones, is it? Absolutely. <laughs> how long have you been playing Dara? Um, nearly three years now. Wow, is it three years since the Collins family came into it? Yeah, coming close to it. Mad, like I remember, you know, this is the big arrival, Haley's family were coming in. And I was only talking to a couple of the cast there the other day and they were like, how long are you here now? I was like, three years and they are like, no way. Yeah, it went very fast. Because you're relatively, well, in TV work, you're relatively new to the TV side. Were you doing a lot of other work beforehand or is this a was this quite a big job to get earlier on in your career? It's a huge job to get early on in my career, but I'd, I actually struck lucky quite early as well. I'd done um, a Irish film called A Day for Mad Mary. Yes, you were in that, yes. 
Yeah, just that is a small part in it, but it was great. I, I got to see the inside of a, a big production. Mm. And then I got a, a lead role in another Irish uh, independent film called Dead Along the Way. That was written by Maris O'Carroll. And that was brilliant. So I played a part called Chopper. And then I got lucky and got Fair City. And I've been on that since. Wow, because when, usually when you talk to people who are on like a soap and stuff, you look back through their, let's say, IMDb or something, and it's like really small parts, you know, um, Taxi yeah. Driver number two. But you've got you got a pretty good start to get a date for Mad Mary, to get a role in that, which was such a big production and a big mm. hit. And so that's a really good running start. Absolutely. And I got to meet some really great people that have helped me through the start of my career, I suppose. Like, I was a hairdresser for 10 years before, like, doing women's hair, and then I opened up a barber shop called Chopper's Barbers, and I was, um, I have that still at the moment, but that helps me kind of pursue the, the acting career, because, as you know, like, if we're not filming, we're not, we're not getting paid, like, so we could be out for a big chunk of the time, but it can look like we're on the air for, I suppose, we film a month in advance, so that block could be spread out over two months, like... So you look like you're constantly working. And you're like, no, still at home here. <laughs> yes, everything's closed at the moment, as you know. Yeah, so you like, it must have been really hard for you in the initial lockdown, especially when Fair City closed down and then with shoppers having to close down as well. That is, that's a terrifying time. Oh, I was scary, yeah. I didn't know what was happening. But uh, at the end of the day, everything has its positives. Uh, got to spend a lot of quality time with my, my family. So I have a, a four-year-old daughter and my partner, Rachel. So um, that was nice. And it was the summertime, so it was nice and warm. This time around, it's not as nice. Yeah, I, that's everyone's like saying, this time is harder. And you're like, well, it's because it's freezing. How did you go from being a hairdresser to acting? Like, was it something that you wanted to do, but you were like, I better get a career or something? Well, I'm actually, I'm very dyslexic. So it was something that always held me back from doing it because I, was, I wasn't able to read properly in about... In 2014, I met I met a fella, a friend of mine there, and he he was going into queue up in town for the Vikings, right? Just as an extra role. And I went in and I was just meeting him in there. And I'd taken a year out of the hairdressing just to kind of find myself. I met him in town there. We both queued up and I went in there and I have a big ginger beard, so that was funny. I went in there and they go, right, you're next. And I went, okay. And I ended up getting onto that. And then... I started kind of jumping at uh, a couple of student films and stuff like that and reading scripts and starting to put myself out of my comfort zone. And I, I really found a love for it and it really helped me grow as a person. And that's what kind of made me take that jump and follow it. It's a dream I always always kind of had, you know. With the dyslexia, obviously, you know, it's very hard, as you mentioned, the, with the scripts and stuff. Have you realised now by having to do this all the time, has it helped you or is it still something you kind of struggle with? No, I'm finding like it's, it's something that's it's actually it's nearly beneficial because I'm finding I'm learning the strips really easy now because I have to know my lines like backwards and forwards. So I saw them, I know them really well, and I learn them very fast now. So I found a way of doing it, and because I have to read so much with this, like we were doing four episodes a week, like so you're kind of forced to do a lot of reading and then I've gotten a lot better at it so it's great that's one of the best things that's come out of this as well yeah it's like your brain's it, it, it like it gave it a reboot or something like that because yeah. you've had to read so much because I imagine the frustration for people with dyslexia must be you know when you're trying to do you're trying to do your best it must be so hard like I think of there was a guy in my class in uh, one of my classes in school it wasn't that long ago but it's almost like I'd never heard it's like but I remember now that I think about him I always think he must have had that because he struggled so much with reading out loud when we had to do that and he'd nearly refused to do it often he would and you just think that's so hard for someone to be put on the spot like that and just to be seen as you're being you know grumpy or you're acting out if you didn't want to read out loud I think nowadays they seem to have, they have a much bigger understanding of it nowadays back when I was in school like I suppose we had our the reading teachers to help you with it all but 
I think nowadays it's a lot better because in school, like we would, I would have acted out, like think, like being frustrated, but that was purely just because I wasn't able to do what other people were doing. Like, that was a struggle. But now it's it's great to have conquered that. And it's great for people who have it and to hear that to go. My life doesn't have to be like this forever. You know, there is, there could be a time that this will be something that I remember, but I actually won't have the same level of struggle that I'm having now. Yeah, exactly. And you can do whatever you put your mind to. And you could be on the telly, a star in every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you got the role for Dara. So I had an agent at the time and I was messaging and I, I, she goes, hey, would you be interested in doing a audition for a small role in Fair City? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. And I went in thinking I was only going to be in for like a week and I had the audition so I actually was the, the first audition was against Paul Rowan and Nelly Conroy. I was put into the deep zone straight away and we had to act against our actual on-screen family if nerves weren't bad enough as it was. But uh, I went in, uh, we did the first audition and then I got a call back for round number two and then I was with the other people that were also auditioning for the part of Dara and we all had to go and do it like an improv session. And yeah, then I got the phone call and got the part and it was way longer than two weeks. <laughs> You're like, oh, two weeks, okay, and then I'll be back looking for jobs. And then you're like, um, still here. And then to, years be, later. to be told as well, like to get your on-screen family to be Nellie Conroy, obviously, you know, so famous between the van and everything else she's been in. And obviously then Saoirse Ronan's dad. So you're like, I am going into one of the most famous families in Ireland right here. Yeah, pretty much. That was intimidating. But they're lovely, I get on so well with them. Well, I suppose the family of the Collins family was brought in to be a typical Dublin family. Obviously, it's a soap that represents what's going on in Ireland, but like it is based in Dublin. And mm. they're the kind of, they're yelling at each other, but they love each other. They're all very, very close and they're in each other's lives, just like families in the city would be like. It's, it's very real. Like, and even when you're in there, like it, it feels very relative. It feels like you're actually in your own family home, having to banter with each other. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I think I, when we bicker, that's a sign of love in Ireland. Oh yeah, it's like, you don't give a compliment Give a you, give, you say something mean And that means you love someone Just like bickering means You're like oh, You're wrecking me head Also do you want to go to shop with me <laughs> You know that's the way Irish families roll Absolutely Then you obviously As you said It was two weeks And then Did they tell you It was going to be longer Or just kind of like oh, We'll give it another couple of weeks And see how it goes No we were, like I, I think once we were in there We, we kind of seen that We were actually there For the long haul We were not told at the start How long it was going to be Just so we weren't getting Our expectations too high yeah, you weren't like signing over the barbers going, that's it now, lads, I'm quitting, yeah, I don't want this it. anymore, I've got to be the st- biggest star. <laughs> superstar, yeah. I suppose you've gotten some great storylines over the last three years. Obviously, we'll come to the big one at the moment. But, you know, there's, the Collins family didn't get it, come in and make a quiet entrance. And, you know, they've yeah. been at the centre of a lot. Between every character has been at the, cent- uh, the centre of something. And obviously, Dara with the love triangle last year, we saw that. And Haley. And, you know, all the different boyfriends she had and Sharon and Jer and all. So, you know, there's not really much quiet time for the family. No, we like to make a splash. <laughs> I think Dara's, Dara's still getting over the pain of losing his fiance and his best friend last year. That's why he's very fragile. And he's fragile and he's decided to cling on to another fragile person and he's mad for all at the moment. Yeah, I think he's um, fallen into an instant family and he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a family man. Mm. And he's after literally finding that within Orla and Junior. Yeah, we're gonna. That's gonna be an interesting one. I watch. I was watching last night, and um, 
you know, you see him there and he's been, because Wayne obviously isn't there, he's kind of stepped in, as you mentioned, into the dad role kind of, and you go to bed now and I'll look after Junior and I'll sort this all out. And is, do you think he has a thing for Orla or is it just that it's the, the setup that he wants? I think he thinks he has something for Orla, especially because it's, it's literally the, the life that he's living in at that moment is everything he wants. He wants to be a strong father figure and... He wants someone that's going to love him back and I think he finds with Orla being so vulnerable and Wayne being away that he's getting that straight away and yeah, maybe there is a connection there. Like, that's all to be seen. We do know that there's a few people that are kind of warning him and warning her about the fact that they are so close and yeah. so instant. We see that, we'll see that especially coming up over the next few weeks and stuff like that. But Dar is insistent because he's kind of helping her ever since the, the break-ins and everything. He's there going, I'll be your big strong man and nearly hoping that Wayne doesn't ever come home. I think that's in his, in his mind but other people see the real side of it. So Sasha's is trying to warn Orla because she's like, this is getting a bit too cosy now, Orla. Don't forget, you still got a husband in Germany. And then Jer, my auntie, is she's just constantly on my back saying, like, this is going to end bad for you. And weird to see her looking out for me because obviously she, we've we've clashed in the past and the stuff that happened with herself and Lee. So there's a history there, you know, you don't want to get too close. But she, she seems to be really looking out for Dara this time and steering him away and trying to warn him off. And it's just, you know, love will, love will do what love will do. Yeah. You must be glad that you have to wear masks out in public because Orla and Wayne are, you know, they're favourites with the fans. So I can imagine if they could, if they knew it was you, you'd have a few fair City fans come up to you with a few comments. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> this is the thing I always found out when I've chatted to um, different people, like let's say Tony Tormey, obviously, who plays Paul. You know, he's saying that the comments he gets from people in the street go from, they can be on one side, it's a woman hitting him with her handbag, and the other side, they're like, no, it's time for you to find love, you know, fair play to you now. So yeah. I just love hearing about people's reactions, you know, on the road and whatever like that. They're like, there's your man now, and he's trying to break up Wayne and Orla. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually get different ones. So I had I had someone, get a fan getting on the other day to me, and they said, I love the duvet in the back of the set of Orla's house can you find out with the costume department where they bought it from <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I get so you're like so can we just hold up the scene here for a second like just check the label here on this blanket yeah I was like I don't know where they got that from you see now what's going to happen is everyone who hears this is going to go and watch when they're watching Fairsight they're going to be like check in the background see this blanket see how amazing it is hmm it's something spectacular, I must say. <laughs> so at least your fan encounters are not of the handbag hidden kind. I think it was Johnny no, Ward who told me once he was in a um, petrol station or something around the time that he'd kidnapped Katie. So of course, no, nobody yeah. was loving him. And uh, he was saying that uh, this woman came up to him and she was a little, she was an old woman, and he was like, she was so cute and adorable. And then she came up and effing and blinding him and whacking him with the newspaper being like you let that Katie out so be glad that you're not one of the, the bad boys I suppose yeah not yet not yet true how much change in Dara take you know that's it everyone, everyone has a tipping point well they do say the bad guys you know usually come from getting their heart broken so maybe Dara's is going to be the you know the, the new Billy Meaton of Carrickstown maybe <laughs> <laughs> once I don't get locked into a, a, a room for however long <laughs> yeah, you're like who Johnny does... comes and kidnaps me. Oh God, yeah. Imagine. How does your daughter work. think of um, when she sees you on the telly? It must be so weird because she's at that age, like where she does understand what the telly is and stuff, but not enough that like, why is Daddy in there? No, she goes. Can we turn this off? I want to watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> I've until, seen enough of you. Until you get on Peppa Pig, you haven't made it. Yeah, that's it.
I could be uh, Brother George, number two. <laughs> yeah. We're expecting another baby now as well, so we're we're due in July, so um, she's mainly excited about that over anything at the moment. So. Oh, congratulations. That's yeah, great news. I know. That, Can't wait. How has it been, you know, be, like going through all this uh, throughout a lockdown? It's. I suppose it's quite scary, but... With or like our bubble's very small at home, mm. so and, and we live in the countryside, so that's nice. But uh, in RT, it's been great. Like everyone's been very conscientious. I suppose everything's everything's been really safe, so I haven't felt too at risk, you know. Yeah. But it's been nice. I really, I'm, I'm really loving the downtime and the the family time at the moment. So as I said, everything has its positive. Because I imagine, like obviously, with the. With the barbers and stuff, it is a constant income normally for you, as as you said, like you mightn't be on screen all the time. So to be have the one good positive out of this is to have this time. Obviously, with your daughter before the new baby comes, it's it's good to give her some time with mommy and daddy, just her yeah. before the big change. And but also, you, like you you look back in a few years and be like, geez, I'm glad I had that time. Absolutely, because they grow so fast. Like I, like it's like this me being on the show for three years. Like that went quick, and obviously she was still a newborn at the start of the, my entrance into Fair City so between that and the barbers and everything growing and the family growing everything was happening all at once like so it was a change from just basically me on my own and being a hairdresser to running three barber shops and a family home and acting career so it's it's been great like there really is like you, you, the time is precious so it's the one thing you can't get back well that's definitely true and I suppose you're in the this is the good thing for you like I imagine you are looking forward to getting back to work but you know you're like well until until it's safe to so I'm quite happy to be where I am yeah but as I, as I said I'm still working in RT up till now so I have a little break and then I'll be back in for a while. So it's nice being able to have that as well as the barbershops. The barbershops, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they're closed until the country kind of balances out a bit with the COVID thing because there's no point in putting everyone at risk, you know? So we just have to do our part. Yeah, like I, I feel that you can't, couldn't even probably be comfortable in yourself when you're there anyway because... No. You know, it, it's it's very hard. Like I know when I went and got my hair done or whatever, when they opened up pr- uh, briefly there in October, I got my hair dyed and it was... You know, it's very warm in there. You're in there for two hours and your mask is on and, you know, then you have to get your hair washed and try and, you know, make sure you're not getting yourself soaked on the mask. And then for the poor people who are in there, they've got masks on all day. Yeah, it's not great for the old skin. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It is. Like, we'd be doing eight, nine hour days with the mask on, one after the other, after the other. So it's it's tough and it gets very hot in a, in a salon. Like, so it's, it's, it's definitely nice to have that breathing space. But no, I, I, it just—it's been. I don't even find the banter in the barbershop would be the same since the mask. Because everyone, I suppose, everyone's very on edge still. Mm-hmm. It's a very real thing that's happening right now. So that's the scary bit. The unknown as well, like. That, that's the thing. The unknown is probably the scariest part because obviously Absolutely. we're in a better position um, in terms of knowledge than we were like this time last year or whatever like that. But then, you know, you think the numbers are so high, and you think, well, what if I had to go into work today and have a hundred customers and then I have to go home to my you know pregnant girlfriend or you know partner and you're like this is what other people are going through in essential jobs at the moment and the fear is the biggest thing I know that's for me the fear is what you know every time I'm meeting somebody back when you could meet people you're like what if I'm asymptomatic and I don't know and you're just oh it's so much guilt and stress absolutely goes through your head and like you'd, you'd hate to be the one to give it to someone that had some someone sick at home you know or you'd hate to put them into a position where they could have contracted it elsewhere definitely definitely I'm glad that we're all closed and just things are just, like just getting their time to settle and 
find the cure to it, you know? Exactly. Because it's definitely not worth putting the risk over. No. Oh, yeah. Well, look at that. I totally agree with you on that. And I think it's, I think you've found the positives, which is what we should, we're, I, like, I, I know in my down days, it's what I'm trying to find positives in everything. And I think for anyone who, who can find the positives in something that you've, you, like you have, spending time with your daughter, getting ready for the new baby, um, it's all a very exciting time for you. Absolutely. Very exciting. I'm very excited to see you as well what's going to happen with Dara and Orland see now if Wayne comes back with those crutches and <laughs> I'm basically with <laughs> exactly <laughs> you'll be ending up in the medical centre there so you will yeah oh, and then Dr. Brown will get involved oh my god <laughs> Dr. Will will be worse Jeannie you don't want oh Dr. Will yeah <laughs> you don't want him involved and in helping you no. out there oh listen yeah. Ben it's been great to chat to you um, and you thanks so much for and I, look I told you I'd go easy on you your first radio interview you done. did you did no I questions. I a lot more of these now than I did at the start. I don't know what I said. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, no questions on the government, no questions on the banking, on the mortgages. You look, you're fine. Well, we can talk about Trump if you want to now, but... <laughs> I think we'd be here for three more hours if we started on that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that would just be me ranting. You wouldn't even get a word in. Um, no. Ben, we look forward to seeing you on Fair City. And obviously, um, you know, the men of the, of the country can look forward to the Barbers opening in a few months' time. But until yeah. then, we'll see you on screen um, chatting to Borla and, you know, looking, trying to get yourself in trouble. That's it. <laughs> Great to chat to you, Ben. And you. Thanks so much. That was Ben Condren there of Fair City fame playing the role of Dara and a great chat there covering how he got the role, um, how he got into acting, being a hairdresser, being a barber, being a business owner and of course being a dad as well alongside all of that. If you've just tuned in and you want to hear the story um, and you want to hear the whole chat, we are on podcasts so do go and find me. It's called The Weekend Buzz. Uh, I'm on Spotify, ACAP. Apple Podcasts so if you just type in Q102 Weekend Buzz you will find me there also on Instagram come and find me Q102 Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden and love to hear if you have any suggestions of anyone you would like to hear on the show in the future but that is all for now thank you so much for tuning in I really hope you have a lovely weekend within your five kilometres and you all stay safe and hopefully we're going to start seeing some light at the end of the tunnel more vaccines out this week you know more people getting safe and hopefully those numbers start to fall we have to think positive as we said in that interview with Dara have to think positive look after yourselves um, look after each other be kind stay at home wash your hands wear your mask all that kind of crack and I will be back with you next Saturday between 7 and 8 thank you so much chat to you soon Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them, the, for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.